Yuck, Mala! Yuck, Mala! Welcome back, my friends, to the Cult Film Showdown. I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and I am pleased that you're here with me, and I am pleased that my good friends are here with me. I have James Kata. I am thrilled to be here to wrap up this amazing season of seasons. Season of seasons, yes. The, it's 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 been a harder season, that's for sure. But uh, and, and, of course, Jack Hall. Yeah, I uh, I think that we should have to do half this podcast naked. You you go you go. Let's Way ahead it. of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Nick Boxer, who who really Nick, do you ever wear clothes? Period. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm I'm excited to be here, but I'm just a little creeped out how pleased you are to be here. <laughs> Come on, how can you not be pleased to, to be here to experience the... No, but you said it in a really pervy way, man. Oh, oh well, well uh, apparently I was just channeling... And when we're talking hookers? I was just channeling some of the last episode, Silent Night, Deadly Night, you know, pervy attitudes, right? You know, so it's just like... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll believe you this time, but, you know... All right, Hands well... above the covers. <laughs> okay, I won't touch you inappropriately. <laughs> so, this is season seventeen. That's you about to end. Oh, okay. oh, thank you. But uh, end <laughs> show, the us on, show us on the octagon <laughs> where he touched you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the eighth position. That's where it is. <laughs> Enter the Octagon 2, Octagon Harder. This is it. It's all over after this, folks. And uh, this one is Jim's Where in the World is Sirio Santiago, where we are doing vampire hookers. Jim, the concept is yours. I don't think it needs much explaining, but do it anyways. I'll, I'll explain it as uh, as well as I can. So Sirio Santiago, uh, he passed away a few years ago. He was an incredibly prolific uh, producer and director in the Philippines, uh, and uh, was uh, was one of the leading uh, voices in, in Filipino film for a long time. A uh, hundred directing credits, and I think we've done two of his films so far. Uh, Equalizer two thousand was him, uh, and uh, I think we've I think there's another one there somewhere that we've uh, that we've done so far, uh, and uh, I. I have a soft spot for his films. One of the first films I remember watching on VHS was uh, was one, an action film by him. Uh, so I wanted to uh, bring his work to the crowd. What was that film? Out of curiosity, the Final Mission was the name of it, which mm. I've I've ha- I've been hesitant to put into the seri- into the octagon, though it's uh, it's definitely would fit. Um, it is so much of a ripoff of uh, a First Blood that uh, I think it would suffer from the, the comparison. Yeah, that's always a hard yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, look at how much this deadly prey suffered from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, De- deadly, deadly prey was a completely original work compared to. <laughs> <laughs> There's parts of it where I think that they just photocopied the pages. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which, which, you know, has, has its own, you know, like uh, benefit as it is. But, uh, <laughs> So in this case, vampire hookers, Nick Boxer to you. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, you know, if you if you put in a tape that's labeled vampire hookers, you know what you're getting. Um, yeah, uh, this movie takes place in Manila. Uh, we start off with uh, two sailors who are out to get laid. Uh, they don't care if they have to pay for it or not, although judging by the logic they exert in this movie, I am not sure if they know how prostitution works. Um, <laughs> Pretty much guaranteed they but, don't. Yeah. Um, but they can't get laid in Manila. They're, you know, bouncing <laughs> around. They're, they're trying to get laid. Finally, they meet up with a buddy, I don't know, a guy they know, a superior officer who, uh, you know, sort of shows them, takes them, takes them by the balls and tries to get them laid, but that doesn't work out. But the superior offer, officer goes off with a hooker. Turns out the hooker he goes off with is part of a coven of vampires led by John Carradine, who speaks in poetry for this entire movie. Um, but, you know, a couple of days pass. These two sailors still haven't got laid. Um, but they're concerned about their buddy, superior officer dude, so they decide to go look for him. And, of course, you know, they track him down to the graveyard where the vampires are living. Um, and because one of them is a chicken shit, only one of them gets captured uh, by the vampire hookers. And, uh, yeah, and then the rest of the movie is Sailor One trying to sort of rescue Sailor Two. And scenes that I didn't know I could be bored with boobs. <laughs> um, John Carradine, you know, he's doing the John Carradine thing. Uh, speaking poetry and shit. Um, uh, the most notable, notable no note I made on this movie is the wonderful performance by uh, Vic Diaz. Um, I, I had no idea that he was a cult actor. But he stars in a bunch of these, and uh, I really enjoyed his fat, va half vampire uh, performance in this standout performance. Other than that, I can't, I can't recommend this. So, I uh, I'm glad that you said you didn't know you could be bored of boobs. I'm glad to know I wasn't the only one. It's possible to actually have a scene with three hot chicks naked on top of a man. Go on for too long and bore me. It, I didn't think that was possible, but it is. Whose turn is it this time? <laughs> I I laughed so hard through that whole section <laughs> because what what happens? So there's a big love scene, and it yeah, it's it's like poorly like I the 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 lack oh, of continuity in that love scene. Is amazing. <laughs> and, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they start naked and get and get clothed again so we can <laughs> yeah. take their clothes off. Yeah. Uh, he starts tied up and then isn't. Uh, it's, <laughs> and, but it's they cut from the the love scenes to these uh, these images on the wall of like a, of a uh, a, a goat headed uh, devil at having a foursome. <laughs> But there's only three of those images, and they cut to it about 40 times. <laughs> at least, at least. And like... it, just, <laughs> it was just killing myself laughing to that entire section. Well, the scene went on for, what, 
15 minutes? That, was it that's 15 what minutes? I was describing. I was describing this movie earlier, and that's what I said. I said, like, you have this basically sex scene that goes on for 15 minutes of the movie because it. And I don't know, like it, it feel it feels like a fifteen minutes, you know. It must have been. I'm not exaggerating. I believe it was fifteen minutes. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is that like the story is absolutely paper thin. You know, there there is like no story to this whatsoever. It takes. It feels like it takes forever to actually get into the vampire hookers part, and. The weirdest thing about this movie is the fact that it is a comedy, but it's so inept at being a comedy that you think it can't be a comedy, but then they do something that... that... Is it a horror comedy, or is it just a straight comedy? Well, I think it's a comedy horror, but in this case, they're, like the jokes go off so badly, and then they hit a mo- you hit a moment where you're convinced that they must have thought that that was the funniest damn thing in the world, and it's just like, really? No, that's not funny, but... Yeah, <laughs> like a guy having gas. <laughs> there's, there's a strange tone problem with this movie. It, the sailors seem like they're out of like a Bob Hope on the road movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Only looking yeah, for looking to score. To get, you know that hip, jazzy, young person language in there, and it just falls flat. But having John Carradine makes everything better, in my opinion. He's like, oh, yeah. he's no, like, he, he, he does he does his job. He does what John Carradine does. Yeah, like the second. I mean, I'm impressed actually the number one thing that impressed me about John Carradine's performance is that he actually moved. He got up the, off the chair. <laughs> that, that is, that is quite a difference for Carradine at this now, time. Uh, career, yeah. Yeah. Give John Carradine some credit. He's, he's not Cameron Mitchell, man. Well, no, but I mean, you sprinkle like a Susan of uh, John Carradine in, you know, spouting poetry and Shakespeare and stuff. And, Things go Only better. Cameron Mitchell could memorize those lines. Well, and, <laughs> and Cameron Mitchell could memorize those lines while he was drunk. So that's, I mean, that's the even better part. And you don't he, have to say while he was drunk. That's important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he would probably swear. He would. He would figure out a way to add fuck to Shakespeare. So. <laughs> this episode's getting quite quotable. I was, uh, <laughs> I was thinking earlier that 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 uh, it, Nick unintentionally gave me a, a great insult. That guy couldn't get laid in Manila. That's a good slam. Like, that's like, the best line. <laughs> Nick's had a couple, you know, the last one. <laughs> so good, good on you, Nick. Uh, I, I don't know that I have much more to say about this movie, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, no, damn, I it was... <laughs> All right. In our search for the ultimate B movies, we rate each film in five categories, none of which is objective quality. The first one is schlock appeal, and we start with Stan. Honestly, there's a lot, there, like, this. If if I didn't have to watch the story, I would love this in a clip version. And you know that's the thing, right? We had a we have a clip version, <laughs> so that was probably even more enjoyable uh, than watching the movie. But I will give this a seven because when it hits, it it hits good for me. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, you know what? I th- I think this is going to be my highest category uh, because you know Vampire Hookers, uh, John Carradine. It has all the hallmarks of shock. Um, so I'm going with an eight. I'm very much in in tune with you, uh, Nick. I'm not quite everything you've said. Like this could be my hat and ice category and boobs and I was bored and all this stuff. And a uh, guy could get laid in Manila. Everything you've said so far has been gold in this episode, <laughs> and I'm just par- I'm just parroting it. Uh, so uh, I, I will not go quite as high. I'll go with a seven, but uh, uh, I, I agree with you. How would we both get a, give it a seven and a half? I wish we could. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, because that's that's what we need in the octagon is 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 scores out of with point two five at the end of them. Uh, <laughs> I I love that the uh, vampire hookers just like you don't need anything else uh, as far as the pitch goes and uh, like it it promises it delivers on that. Uh, and, uh, and I think like Nick has been, uh, just passing off the John Carradine does what John Carradine, John Carradine is so amazing. He he is, he is. (laughs) I, I, I think I'm discrediting him because I'm not sure he memorized any lines. I think they just told him to talk about whatever he wanted to talk about. And he had all these lines sort of just memorized from you know his plays and shit. Of that, I have no doubt. Like I, this you is. You don't have to upsell me, Nick. I mean, I'm yeah, already. <laughs> this is what I picture. Like if you went to a party with John Carradine, I picture him sitting in the corner, rambling off Shakespeare and and poetry. Like this is exactly what. And and I love that thought. I love the thought that he's in a movie <laughs> just doing what he would do. It's perfect. I honestly, Vampire Hooker starring John Carradine is why that we're all, we're watching this That's uh, right. at yeah. all. So, uh, ten for me in this category. More heart than budget. Ooh, uh, I mean, I'm sure that the budget was uh, was typical Serio Santiago budget of eighteen dollars. You know? Whatever was the cushions, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's ah. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard, right? Because because this is the part where we're like we just talked about how great it is for John Carradine to to be John Carradine, and now you come to more heart than budget, and it's just like, well, John Carradine was literally just John Carradine, but uh, I mean, they they tried to have fun, so I'll give it a six. Uh, I think you're a little high on that one because you know it's the director's what I'm just. Guessing. 78th? 121st film. It's John Carradine's uh, 200th and one film. Um, John Carradine obviously didn't need to memorize any lines that he hadn't done in other movies. Um, You know, sure, the budget's low, but so is the heart. Um, I, I can only give this a four. Um, I enjoyed the boobs. Um, I'm, I'm for, also giving for... it a six. Uh, but you know what? It's it's yeah. It's like, is it a small budget? Yes. But all these films in the Philippines are small budget. It's it's adequate budget for making a film in the Philippines. 
and it doesn't show a ton of heart. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't show a ton of heart, but it's it's you know it's definitely such a small budget that uh, it does something. Uh, so six. One of the one of the few films that's that's shot in the Philippines that actually says it's in the Philippines, mm-hmm. right? Right. We've seen a lot of movies shot in the Philippines, but rarely are they actually uh, taking place. I, there. I get the feeling we're going to see four more. <laughs> I think one, one way or another, uh, mathematically, yes. <laughs> uh, I think. Uh, I think there's a lot of goofiness. I think all of my points uh, come from uh, from Vic Diaz, who uh, who eats it up. Uh, he has he's so amazing. This I want to track down some more, a couple more of his 159 films. Oh yeah, for sure. I knew <laughs> I that think, I recognized him. Like absolutely. I, I think we might have a few on deck. <laughs> all right, uh, six is what I'm giving it. Uh, what the fuck moments? There's. You know, there's not a whole lot that I that I marked down because, again, it being a comedy, I had a tendency to feel like when, when something was a little bit stupid, it was just like, oh, I think they're trying to be funny. I wasn't quite sure, so so I mean, it went on the edge. But there was one point, the one, the really the one point that I noticed came from you know the vampire hookers, and they were constantly complaining about not being able to get out into the sun. But then when you see them in their the big naked love scene, they sure do have nice tan lines. <laughs> Don't they, though? Don't, Don't they? They sure I love do. love that. So, you know, that, that just kind the of explains. fade. <laughs> the vampire tans fade the after moon tan. <laughs> yeah, I moon just tan. assumed that was like this movie's internal logic. Yeah, it's like it's like if you're if you've got an injury when you become a vampire, do you heal that injury or just have a broken arm from then on? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the same basic premise. It's like they, you know, a tan is like an injury to your skin. So if they had a tan line 136 years ago, uh, which is, I believe was the number, yes, they I would just it. have that from then on. Yeah. A lot of people 136 <laughs> years ago wearing bikinis like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Two-piece bikinis were really in yeah. uh, in mid 1840s. You're shooting in the Philippines. You get actresses willing to show their breasts in the Philippines to also insist they don't have tan lines. That's tough. <laughs> That's a sunny freaking country. <laughs> Love it. All uh, right, where what are we? Uh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, I was going to give it a score. I will give it a score of six. Oh, sorry, I'm going to have to ask again. What category is this? WTF. I got distracted by the boobs. WTF? Are you WTF. watching Wishmaster Four? <laughs> it's the middle of Wishmaster Four. Um, yeah, no, um, yeah, we, we got a, co- a couple uh, WTFs. Uh, well, first off, I have uh, John Carradine's poetry, which we've discussed ad nauseum. We have the one girl who talks way too much about wanting to go to the beach. Um, it's not all three girls that want out in the sun, although I think they all do want out in the sun. But only the one girl really wants to go to the beach, despite the fact, you know, that it would kill her. Uh, and uh, Vic Diaz suddenly turning into a vampire from a uh, from a half vampire into a, va- a vampire for no explained reason uh, during the climax of this film. Um, he just sort of gets hit and knocked down and he pops up a vampire. 
um, which he's very pleased about. I, I, don't um, vampire, I don't think he was a vampire in that scene. I think he just shoved something onto his teeth to give him fat, so some fangs. Yeah. Oh. Which, is, which is awesome. <laughs> okay. Neat. Um, yeah, I, I can't go high. Uh, yeah, I, I'm only going to give this one a five. Yeah, I'm not high on this either. It's more of a WTF vibe than WTF moments. But I do have to say the Vic Diaz, the farting, and then him with his hand waving away the fart. That's <laughs> 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 a WTF for me. But uh, but I'm not too high on this. I'll also give it a five. Vic Diaz just makes this movie for me. I, I just loved every every minute, and he's so ridiculous, so over the top. He's uh, uh, it, basically he's their familiar, he's their Renfield uh, that they keep promising they're going to make into a vampire. They haven't, and he's quite frustrated by that. Uh, he they go to bed in their coffins, and uh, Vic Diaz has like a shipping crate that he that he climbs into. Um, but he has to get out of it because he farts and he can't stay in it. <laughs> James, can you can you explain physically the look of Vic Diaz? I feel like people to get the full impact under have to understand what this guy looked like. Uh, Vic Diaz is a uh, is is a heavy set uh, Filipino man uh, who we have definitely we've seen twice on the on the mm-hmm. podcast before. Uh, he's in uh, he's in Equalizer two thousand and. Even more notably, uh, he's one. Of, he's the monk in uh, Raw Force. Uh, oh and, yeah, that was him. Yeah, and now I, tall, again, I really want to see Raw Force again because man, that movie's good. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, and uh, but he keeps Vic keeps Pavo is his name in the film. He uh, he keeps pretending like practicing to be a vampire basically. So it, when, when they all, ha- when all the vampires have to flee the sunlight, uh, Pavo puts on, uh, he, he hides behind his cape, but then he puts on sunglasses and he's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, he, uh, Pavo also uh, uh, practices being afraid of a cross uh, for quite an extended time, uh, the, the three women are trying to convince John Carradine to that they should uh, have some fun with this guy before they eat him, the sailor. And uh, John Carradine's not sure. And then Pavel says, "It's okay, Pavel, watch." Yes. <laughs> and he did. And he, and he did. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and. Uh, I think there was some uh, some really like the ongoing j- uh, joke that uh, that John Carradine's trying to find a, a good cocktail to make out of blood. <laughs> yes, and the, he can't find anything that mixes with blood besides vodka. Uh, so they're basically having they're having uh, good, good pun bloody marys uh, like throughout the film because <laughs> you get tired of just blood. Uh, that said, it's still uh, it's still not as sustained a what the fuck. It's uh, it's kind of like his scenes are the things that really stand out for me. Uh, six memorable moments. I, th- I think for the most part, this one's not too memorable. I mean, th- there'll be a few things that stand out, but 
honestly, it had one of the top lines that I can I can well remember. It's it's not murder, it's dinner. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Just, like you know, like, like that that really sums up this movie. And and when it did hit the humor, then then it really got it. And and those moments, the highs are really high. Unfortunately, the lows are extremely low. So the so there's things that will pop up, but um, I'm again, I'll only give this one a six. I can honestly say I'm not going to remember this one because, well, you know, it's number. 300 on the shitty film uh, 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 shitty Filipino film list. It's number I don't know 150 on the shitty John Carradine B movie roles. Uh, nothing sticks with this one. Three. Yeah, I, I'm also gonna give it a three. Uh, I, nothing stuck for me. I mean, it's just I, I don't remember the movie. I was I was struggling to remember it before the podcast. And then I was like, I started to remember a few of the Vic Diaz moments, but, but, and I remember the long, the long, boring nude scene. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it just didn't, it, it lacks, you know what? It lacks the energy that we talk about that the, that the films that score high have. It was just a little slow. So, uh, that, that means that, uh, three is a, a good score. <laughs> I, I think, uh, I, I want to make the song at the end into my ringtone. Uh, that that song that closes out the film is so great, and uh, and I've I've been I've been humming. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't just blood she was sucking uh, all day. <laughs> that was great. I'll admit that. Yes. And uh, I, I I think there were some really great lines in this. I think they'd be. Uh, but this would be a great movie for a uh, for a, a musician to sample because something like. Uh, uh, coffins are for being laid. Uh, coffins are for being laid to rest, not for being laid. <laughs> and uh, the the old, uh, I think he's a, he's not he's not an officer. The guy, the other guy. I, yeah, I don't think he's yeah. an officer because no, they call not. him by his first name, which isn't which. So I think he's just like a gunnery sergeant or whatever the equivalent is in the navy that he's like one rank above them. Um, but uh, he he has a great line as he's led into as he's led into the. Uh, into the cemetery and he keeps talking about her place and he's like, can I give you a couple of bucks? You can get yourself an apartment. <laughs> I love it. Uh, seven for me. Crazy concept. I, I, I mean, I don't think that like, well, here's the thing, right? It, it, com- this is a concept of combine two words and you have your movie. <laughs> this is like, hey, vampires yeah. and hookers. Okay, there you go. And and the plot is so paper thin, but completely predicated on vampire hookers. So uh, I, I don't think I can go very high. I'll give this one a five. Yeah, it, I think it's impossible to go high because, uh, you know, somebody just said, you know what sells? Boobs and horror vampire hookers make the movie um yeah four the fact that they made this a comedy instead of more than a horror is the only thing that gives this anything in in the crazy concept i'm still still not convinced that's just not incompetence it's not funny i think some of the i think some of the lines were so obvious and the 
the farting was so obvious and these things that that I mean I know it's not funny but I think that they were trying to make I think they were trying to put a lot of comedy into it so that's the only thing about it that would give it anything for a score as far as concept other than that it's just a Filipino cheapie and and uh, you know I'm gonna end up giving it a four uh, all right then uh, I, I love the idea that they just took uh the words vampire hookers uh, and went with it. It isn't actually a time that horror was selling. Uh, it's, it's 1978. So it's, it's really like a downtime for horror. Uh, the, uh, uh, and I love that. It, I love that it's John Carradine at this point in his career, like almost every movie I've seen uh, of him at this, uh, in the seventies, 80s, late seventies and eighties. Uh, it's like watching a Cameron Mitchell. They're just the performance itself is worth the price of admission. Well, they're just they're just doing what they do. <laughs> him him uh, reciting Shakespeare and Whitman and yeah. uh, and it just so above the level of the room. I think that's that's what I love about uh, that's what I love about uh, Cameron Mitchell. It's what I often love about Carradine. Is it feels like they're in a different movie. Like they're like they're always a level of dramatic above everyone around them. Uh, and seven the, for the funny thing, sorry, is the fact that they actually, I think, think they are truly in a different movie most of the time. <laughs> yes, and occasionally they actually are. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've I've come across ones where they're they're filmed for an entirely different project. Um, like both of their final films are like extra footage from something else. Uh, so uh, seven is what I give it. Uh, it uh, does come in under 80 minutes. Uh, it's a 79 minute film. So it gets a plus one for that. Imagine what it would have been without that long sex scene. <laughs> the, the, I, I checked while we were talking there. Seven minutes is how long oh, the sex okay. scene is. <laughs> <laughs> Just felt like 15, but... Uh... <laughs> gives us a final score of 58.5 out of 100 uh, and 58.5 out of 100 puts it just above Battle Beyond the Stars and just below Revenge of the Nerds awesome well we're from one Carradine to another but uh... <laughs> well that's right sure. good point okay so wow this is this is it so we we're, we've got the chance to jimmerate soon so that we can discuss the movies uh, from uh from my season travelogue, the Philippines. Thank you, Wing Wing, uh, for for bringing it all home. But um, yeah, what was the score on that one again? Eighty-one or something like that? Uh, it was uh, 79. 79, seventy-nine of one hundred, which is a top a top ten film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tremendous, tremendous. All right, and, so uh, oh. before we go to the next, I think we should explain the new the new go well, ongoing. I want I want to do business first, and then we can uh, then we can uh, move on. So Jim, business, please. All right. Uh, we are on Patreon, the Cult Film Showdown. You can support our ongoing efforts to find the ultimate B movies. And uh, on there, you will also get Patreon exclusive episodes that will not show up in our podcast feed nor on our YouTube channel. Uh, they are uh, episodes focusing on short films, TV episodes, music videos, uh, those uh, non-film Definitely cult projects uh, that uh, that don't fit into the regular season, but they you can get some extra extra time with the four of us talking about these movies for just a couple of bucks a month. And who doesn't want that? Yes, uh, and uh, 
we are also on Instagram, called Film Showdown, and we're on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Please subscribe everywhere. And we are sponsored by WeTalkPodcast.com, the home of the Octagon. And WeTalkPodcast.com has a Facebook and they have a Twitter. Sweet. All right. Well, Jim, you've been doing such a great job of talking. So why don't you explain your uh, your concept that we are moving on to for season 18? That's we're, we're uh we've we've been discussing how to uh how to keep the variety that we all enjoy and uh and also uh the uh keep things um, a bit more random uh, so what we're going to be introducing as of season 18 is an ongoing octagon uh you've you've had a couple of seasons of us where we do an, an enter the octagon uh where you get new themes each episode and then the winner of that is the following season. So what we're doing is the next four episodes, first four episodes of season 18, will be Travel Log the Philippines. The back half of the season will be a new octagon of four films. The winner of that going on to be the first four episodes of season 19 and so on. Excellent. It sounds like a ton of fun. And the best part is, is that we get to choose those first four four movies of Travelogue the Philippines right now. And that means that we get to gibberate. Yeah, so as long as we don't lose the fact that we're gibberating, I'm up for it. Yeah, yeah, we exactly. get to more. Yeah, yeah more yeah, gibberating. Yeah, more. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, and gibberate. It is Jack. Oh, it's me. All right. So if I said to you, a movie set in the Philippines, starring Red Brown, that combines that combines <laughs> Predator, Robocop, and Rambo. Will you guys be in? I yeah. would say that I already have a copy of it waiting for me. <laughs> Perfect. Robo War it is. <laughs> I've been waiting on that one because it's just like his because Red Brown, of course, Red Brown is everybody's hero, uh, but uh, you know it's, that's that's marvelous. Uh, you know, it's good good that that finally got in the show. It had to. It had yes. to. Robo War. That sounds awesome. All right, and Jim Wright, Stan. All right. Well. There's there's some people, you know, some actors that just appear in so many B movies and there's and it's rare that we find one that we haven't had. But I've got one. He's Christopher Mitchum. And this one, of course, you know, Vietnam vets in the Philippines. It goes one way and then it goes another. American commandos. American commandos. I like the sound of that. Mm hmm. I thought you were going to go with Nam Angels there, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim Wright. And it's me. All right. Well, I am going to, I am going to, uh, I'm going to go with a film that has, uh, it is directed by Sirius Santiago. Uh, it does have Vic Diaz. <laughs> it does have, it, it does have Dick Miller. Oh, nice. Uh, and and it has one of the best IMDb summaries that I've ever seen. Stewardess's Battle Kung Fu Killers. Uh, the film is 1973's Fly Me. I had a feeling that that was going to enter at some point in this. 
And I guess it's up to Nick. We don't have to generate, uh, generate. Yeah, but do it anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just, just, yeah. yeah I, 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 generate it, man. <laughs> Nick, it's you. <laughs> oh, su- surprise, surprise. Um, I'm going with a movie that features two of my favorite things, 80s pop sensation, Samantha Fox. Nice. nice. Uh, in Too Hot to Handle. All right. Oh. I'm, I'm, you had me at Samantha, Samantha Fox. <laughs> well, you know? as I said, she has two of my favorite things. And Vic Diaz is in this film, too. Oh, nice. <laughs> Are you sure it's the Samantha Fox that was the singer, not the Samantha Fox that was the porn actress? Does it matter? Nope. <laughs> no, it is the singer, though. Okay. Well, she's too, hot, she's too hot to handle. Is that the one, or is there a different one? <laughs> uh, it's the one with Samantha Fox. Oh. Well, it's on Tubi. But this, this, so this says that it's Sherry Cafaro as Samantha Fox. <laughs> just, well, just saying. <laughs> Samantha Fox's IMDb, or Samantha Fox's Wikipedia page lists her in this movie. Yes, but so, but Bruce when, so. So in in Vampire Hookers, there's an actor named Bruce Fairbairn, and if you go and look up the super producer, um, he's also listed as being in Vampire Hookers, which he very much definitely is not. So, I'd like to say that Wikipedia not really the best choice for this. Or IMDb or any yeah, of these exactly. Things. I think oh, the no. only way oh, no. to settle this uh, is to watch the film yeah. to settle it. It will know immediately if it's her or not. But Vic Diaz definitely in it. But uh, but from the poster, it absolutely does not look like the singer Samantha Fox. So, I don't care, man. It's it it. Oh no, it doesn't matter. Her it's mission seduce on the cover, man. That's sometimes all it takes to watch a movie. No, no. What's, I mean, what's the what's the plot there? Summary on it there. Well, uh, it doesn't matter. No, that. listen to this. Her mission seduce and destroy. Her deadliest weapon is her body. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we don't need more than that. It doesn't matter which. Yeah. we're not. Nobody's saying it was a bad picnic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so that's up. Next one up, we are up to so up to season eighteen. I don't have anything else to say. Does anybody else have anything? Nope, I guess not. So for Jim and for Jack and for Nick, I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and thanks for listening to the Cult Film Showdown. Prepare yourself for horror unspeakable. <laughs> Vampire hookers. It may be the most exciting emotional experience you'll enjoy this year. You like the way I look? Yeah. A red-blooded American. What the hell is this? That, my friend, is not the question. To be or not to be, that is the question. You're out of your mind, pal. is tasteful, delicious, pulse-pounding entertainment. I am Richmond Reed. 
I died in 1847. Died in? 1847. That would make you a... Vampire. We are all vampires. Ah! You die now. Vampire hookers, close encounters of a different kind.